of symbology. What is at stake? It is a big idea. A new world order where diverse nations are drawn together in common cause to achieve the universal aspirations of mankind. My question to you is, in any of your government jobs, have you ever been briefed on the subject of UFOs? And if you have, when was it? What were you told? Well, if I had been briefed on that, I'm sure it was probably classified and I couldn't talk about it. I got out in 1989. We had cataloged 57 different species. We walked over to one side of the lab and he said, by the way, we've discovered a base. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Greetings and salutations to all our fellow Skywatchers, all of you listening here on Earth tonight and intergalactically, wherever the hell you may be on a flat Earth, a spherical Earth. Hey, if you're in another dimension, welcome. Love to have you here on board with us. We're broadcasting live as usual from New Logic Studios down in Miami, Florida on this beautiful November 5th. 15th, is really November, Jesus, it's November 15th, 2016, and I cannot believe the year is almost over, we have a new president-elect, and uh, this is just, uh, a, it's an exciting time to be an American, in that right, Crystal, right, right? <laughs> yes, it is, it is. <laughs> oh my god, we're all gonna die, it is so an exciting time to be an American, I can't, oh. I am very, very Okay, so let me. I am very, very excited very. to see what happens over the next four years. And please <laughs> understand, people who know me uh, and know that I am woo woo on this show, that is not to dismiss Woo-hoo. anyone's real concerns or fears, but I have a lot of hope for humanity. That's where I'm coming from, y'all. <laughs> so I am excited about what I see going on. That, as always, is the first lady of Skywatchers Radio, Crystal Storm, a.k.a., like she said, woo woo. Woo woo. Now, uh, with me, as always, is uh, the one and the only, my radio hetero life mate. That's right. You know him as the other guy. We know him as Tres Leche. Some know him as Alan. Uh, Not many know him as Alan, but a few people know him as Alan. We would like to call him the other guy, though. That's really the name we, we, we put on him, and that's what he is. He is the other guy. Welcome, other guy. Where are you at tonight? Uh, let's see, I am actually finally home, but I have really bad internet access tonight, so if I dip in and out while I'm talking, I cordially apologize way in advance. I was kind of hoping you'd be like, a, like you know, you'd be spicing it up a little bit, like, yeah, I'm in the middle of Tijuana somewhere. No, tomorrow I go to Atlanta, so uh, oh, nice. that's, that's the next, that's the next trip. Atlanta! Atlanta. What do I say? Yo, it's Atlanta. You know, that was like that was like a Pirates of the Caribbean type of action you were trying to pull off there. It doesn't work for you. Well, did you see the trailer for the new Pirates movie? Oh my god, it looks rocking. They have another Pirates movie it. coming out. Guys, really? guys, Doctor Strange was. Oh, oh, that was so. Oh my well, god, it was so good. Well, oh my goodness, so good. that's all I'm saying. Oh my goodness, it was so good. It was so, it was good. so good. Oh my god, he's so the, 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 the Cumber of Batch never does wrong. So let's he just does leave, not. Leave he that. kills it. He does not. He kills it. Okay. The Cumber now, uh, of Batch. That just that's sounds... that's what that's what I call him. The Cumber of Batch. This is why we're friends, Angel. This is why I'm going to just choose not to. 
<laughs> this is why we're cumber. peoples. <laughs> cumber, the cumber is a batch. Uh, by the way, joining us as always in rounding off the crew here tonight is the one and only, the unstoppable, the immortal, the incredible Christopher J. Brown. What's up, Chris? Mr. Swag. Oh, hey, thank you very much for that wonderful, wonderful introduction. I feel like a, a, a champion with an introduction like that. The so immortal I feel one. like a champion now that my Donald Trump. Oh God! Woo-hoo! He's just trolling us. He sounds so, we all sound like lunatics when we, when we do our intros, right? And then Chris just gets on and he's just like, "Hey!" He sounds like the normalest person. Hey he's guys! Up, he's like a big. Freak. It's a total lie. He's not the normal one here, but it's no, he's the freakiest one actually. Actually, probably the most normal. But yeah, you know, probably the most normal one in the call tonight is the one and only, the brains of the operation, the muscle. From the Brussels, from Nolens, Danny himself. What's the up, Danny? From Brussels, I mean, we got Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, the, oh well, God. he's the muscles from Nolens. There you go, the muscles from Nolens. He, he's talking over my intro, man. I'm yeah, bro. Yeah. Everything's good here. It's all good in the hood, and it's <laughs> all so good. Uh, it's so great to talk to you again, DCS. It always feels good to be called Big D, though, right? Like, it's... Oh, Big D. Whoa, whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know, We'll leave it at that without wait, any wait, explanation. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on. Before, before, I love Danny, but I don't yeah, know. Don't. Like, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Yo, Danny. <laughs> Instant street credibility, my friend. You just got some of that right now. Hold on, let me get my camera out. Hold on. You clip that out. Be, you use that as a promo. Like, yo, she called me Big D. That's, that's what's boo-boo, up. Boo boo. You know yeah. if there are pictures, it's of you chained up with a ball gag. Now let's be real, because that's how DCS rolls. Come on. Oh, well, this is true. There is those photos. No, I'm, I'm down for trying the ball gag. Tonight. I, 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 I'm, I'm like. I'm stupid goofy from the last sleep tonight. I, I'm doing I'm still doing last night's show. You know? Are you experiencing at this point what some call micro naps? Oh, uh for sure. I I'm sure this is, you know, a similar feeling to what uh <laughs> you would experience if you drank a bottle of Robitussin. Uh yeah, that's good times right there, though. Don't miss the robotus. Coughing, stuffy, head, stuffy, stuffy. What commercial eight. are you doing here? Stuffy, <laughs> 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 no. I don't know. I'm like, no I'm like, idea. I'm like, do you have ball gagitis? Um, you know, <laughs> it's like, if I did, I got it from you. <laughs> it, it, oh, he doesn't have cotton mouth. He's got polyester mouth. I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh I think, uh, and I, I this, think, ladies and gentlemen, is why we are no longer on Dark Matter Radio. <laughs> well, There's some blowing hookers, right? It, and that's not my fault. That was the <laughs> coke and hooker. That was the coke, coke, Blo- was the coke? blowing hookers. Yeah, that was me bringing up about me going out and buying a lottery ticket because we had the gigantic lottery that night, that and then yeah. had the other guy pop in there, go, "Oh yeah, blowing hookers." Blowing hookers. And then <laughs> That's and then I ran, up. and then I got the pass from the other guy, and I ran with that shit for the rest of the show. And the whole exactly. show, but it worked. It really worked. The whole show, it was great. It was great. It blew us right off of dark matter. But <laughs> it blew us right out. Angel could have easily ran a repeat, but he decided 
Oh, screw it. We're going to... Yeah, blowing hookers. Go for it. Hookers and... <laughs> Yo, I think everybody right now hookers. in America needs some blowing hookers. That's what I think. That's what I'm saying. After this election, I'm going to definitely need a little bit of blowing a lot of hookers. <laughs> blowing hookers for everybody. That's My right. goodness. What an election, though. What? And seriously, though, when you look at uh, you know whether you, you think it's all bought and paid for or not, what in, uh, like it, it was at least a, a fun election you know period this year, this time, because there was so much stupidity on both sides. And uh, it, it, it was like, when you watch the debates, it felt like you were watching the SNL skit. It didn't feel like a real debate. <laughs> well, I don't understand how me? anybody's talking to us. I, I, I feel like America has just lost <laughs> so much credibility. Like, yeah, well, we are... I don't even know. You know what? I'm glad it's happening. It was fun, it, man. Because, yes, no, it is. It's good fun, and it's great because now we can stop pretending we're like this uber amazing fucking nation and understand we're not. that we really are. This okay. is good. This is, like the, this is like the road to healing. <laughs> uh, we got a fan in the chat room. I think the little uh, monster movie uh, podcast needs a shout out. We do. All shout right. Out. What is. What is what, uh, the uh, PITN Radio Network. Who's that behind there? Who's that? Who that is? Uh, what is it? PITN? Yeah, PITN Radio Network. Who that is hiding over there? I feel like I should know. Who that is? I don't know. Who that I'm, pretty is sure they're, I'm pretty sure they love blowing hookers, though. I think well, everybody loves blowing hookers. Yeah, did you see that yeah. new Did you see that new Dr. Seuss movie, Horton Hears a Ho? That was pretty good. Actually, was I it a wish... picture of Donald Trump? Because we know he a hoe. Oh, just saying, you know, oh, come on, well, it was funny. You know, as as we were saying earlier, Donald Trump does not suck; he licks. So that's oh. that's, you know. <laughs> that's gross. Oh my oh, god, ew, 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 ew. Have you seen his wives though? Huh? Le- okay, yeah, yep. that's true. Have I you think- seen the wives compared to the women that are saying that they, he grabbed them? I'm you like, know, sorry, I don't believe it. Stop, the stop right no. now! Stop right now! We're not. I don't believe it. That. I don't believe him. Sorry, I don't believe him. Okay, well, look, this was my per- this is my perspective because I stayed on the YouTube live streams of both the Hillary Clinton rallies, which there were very few of, and right. the Donald Trump rallies, which there were four or five a day all across the country of, and I also went to the ones that uh, that the you know President Obama and Biden and you know the. Jay Z and Beyonce and all those. I went to all those, and the thing about the polls and the what the way the media was reporting it really, I think it set up a lot of people that pay attention to that take that that don't that aren't in the know like we are about how the mainstream media operates and maybe more so about how this country operates. But um, I'm telling you guys, and I'm I'm not I I am not like look. I'm just saying that in the Clinton, in the Clinton rallies on YouTube Live, and I went to a lot of them just to see what was being said, the numbers were like 65, 70 people in the room. In the Trump, there was like 15, 20, 30, 40,000, and, and there were people that were... Dude, he was selling out of arenas. He was selling out arenas. Are you kidding me? Like, exactly. But yeah. the thing, it was crazy. I, I I wanted to tell Crystal because he was he I was doing to, hold on, he was doing to put it in perspective he was doing WWE NFL numbers when it yeah. comes to like packing the, the the house in. But I don't think we felt like we were the shit uh, uh, that the United States felt like you know we were the 
we had it together. We were the bomb. We had, I had like a lot of Canadian friends that work in radio that were like straight out attacking me. And Chris was, uh, Chris was bashing me on, uh, I got ganged up by like three or four people, uh, on a Skype call one night. I and they, they are all torrent. <laughs> they're all Trump haters. But that's good. That's it's all good. But um, bunch of actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, guys. Time out, guys. Time out, time out, time out. Uh, so you're telling me that Chris over here, Christopher J. Brown, was bashing you and he was dissing the Almighty Trump. <laughs> I, I I'm not going to really need to go see. I'm not going to go that far. Because we have seen this man now do a complete flip-flop oh earlier on this very show saying that Trump is the greatest thing ever. And I, I don't know what's going on with you, Chris. Once again, you're talking and not letting me speak. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Speak your mind, bro. You need to understand <laughs> is that I did not – I'm all for Trump. I wanted Trump to win. But really, uh, no, I did. just did not think it was going to happen. I thought that that goofy – What? Yeah, I thought Hillary pulled some okay, snacks. Okay. Did anybody here see that oh Saturday God. Night Live episode? Uh, you, know, you know what it is? You're trying to, trying, to, trying to get my question across to you guys sometimes. It's like it reminds me of my, when I was like, hanging around my buddy EQ, who was always methed out all the time. And every time I sit there and listen to him, I try to tell him a story. You can never get any way through it because he'd stop you halfway through it and go on about it. So I'm to finish sorry. what well, I they, Well, you've been talking for like the last 30 seconds. Go ahead. Give us your yeah, opinion. No. I... I keep getting intercepted. Uh, well, nobody's interrupting you. Go talk. Talk. Spit it out, boy. Let it go. Stop talking. I will get it through. You guys are like, you're like, anyway, no. No, guys. We're meth heads. No, all jokes aside, I just didn't think it was impossible. I thought that Hillary would pull the, the, the black box trick and Anybody it would be no Trump. And that is why I, I literally sat back in shock, but I was happy. I'm pumped. I'm excited. I just hope that uh, Trump doesn't quit because he he can't get everybody doesn't doesn't want to go what he wants them to do, and that's my issue with the Donald Trump way is that if they don't want to do what Trump wants them to do, then then how long can can Trump go? Yeah, uh, we don't want to well, hold it off to Pence. That's for sure. No, Pence seems like a very competent uh, person. In fact, and I was he saying is very competent. Oh if if, if I, I was yeah, I, I was even on this boat that if Trump loses this uh, this election uh, in a few years, uh, four years, I think Pence would have been a, a hell of a GOP nominee. So hmm. you know, it, it, I think Pence could be a pretty good nominee down the road. But check this out, just to counter real quick what you're saying there, uh, Chris, because I, I completely understand what you're saying that you know you thought that Hillary was going to pull something out of the out of her bag of tricks and. You know, well, just I think we all did. I mean, and, and I, we, I just, like, I we, we all thought that. But here, here's here's a crazy thing. She, who is to say that she didn't try to rig this thing? But it was so lop, like such a landslide victory, and so lopsided that even her pulling some kind of shenanigans where they found three million votes here or a million votes there, it was still not enough to beat him. And I think that's what happened here. Obama right. out there plugging her and trying to help on her side at the very An hour yeah, tax paying dollar. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, how, how did you say that? He was. Uh, who was out plugging her? Uh, well, President Obama, Obama was pretty much. Obama. Yeah. Oh, it, it definitely wasn't Bill Clinton plugging her. That's for sure. He doesn't plug his wife. Right. Well, but no. Okay. So I got like to talk to a lot of people and like in the beginning of this thing, we were getting like really trashed from around like all, all around 
the country uh, in these all around the world in same song. Then people started asking like really legitimate questions as this like started you know moving closer to like you know like three weeks out, a month out, three weeks out. I started getting questions from all over the place, like people saying, "Hey, are there any?" Trump or Hillary Clinton signs in your neighborhood and I, I'm asking respect respectfully because I'm curious and they asked all kinds of questions they were really curious and I think a lot of people like you know they felt like that this is this is this is the the impression that I came away with and maybe Benjamin uh would be a good person to bring in because he's from Canada and he was I, I always got the impression that Benjamin wasn't a Trump supporter. He wasn't a Hillary supporter. He was a Trump basher, um, which is a, two different things, you know. Uh, I never heard. I never heard these. I never heard a lot of people, you know, saying, "Oh yeah, I'm going out and voting for Hillary." I heard more people saying, "Oh well, Trump with the locker room talk, and, you know, and he, I wouldn't want his finger on the trigger, this, that, and the other." But uh, people really came around in the end. Those, no, no, here's the thing. The people who said that, Danny, are the same people that voted for Trump, and here's the reason why. This, this is something that we probably have never seen before and probably will never see again with a candidate where uh, a big part of the population went and wow. voted for him, and they kept it a secret. They, exactly. didn't actually, they didn't talk about it in public. They kept it to themselves because they didn't want the ridicule. They didn't want people right. to make fun of them because it wasn't media-wise popular to back Trump. So a lot of folks are like, you know what? I don't want to deal with the nonsense. So I just I just keep it to myself. And then they went and actually voted. When they're there, they're looking at the ballot and they're like, never Hillary. Fuck that. And they voted for Trump. And I think that there was a lot of that, a lot of closet Trump supporters. I uh, think so too. I wasn't I a closet Trump. I, I was open about being a Trump supporter, but I am telling you, there are, there are millions and millions of people that voted. They were closet Trump supporters, and they supported him from the beginning. The shenanigans with the uh, Hollywood thing, you know, that didn't really affect anybody. Something he said eleven years ago, where where it was you know in jest, they were joking around whether it's locker room talk okay. or not. No, Guess what, no, guys? No, guys, no, talk like no, that. No fucking no. Hell no. Stop. See, even women talk like that. You just proved it. No, 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 no. And this is the biggest problem that I have with Trump supporters, this right here. The logic that flies out of the fucking window when this man actually said something. I don't understand the logic. He says, I just kiss women. I don't even ask. And then 13 fucking women come forward and say that he did the very thing he said that he and did. And don't you find like, that a little suspicious that all of a sudden 13 women come kidding. forward? Magically, 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 hold on, hold on, time out. Hold on, magically, it's the number 13, which is a symbol in itself. And he is a sexual predator, is not a Oh, calm now. Calm now. Come on now. Can I counter that? Okay, we don't, you know, we had people that came out and made those accusations, but were you okay with Bill Clinton? No, I wasn't. Absolutely. Wait, 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 wait. Were you okay with Hillary Clinton? Who no, I wasn't. Absolutely not. Took these women down. 
She made I, her look, job to make the argument. The argument that it's okay because Bill Clinton do is also bullshit. That's, Anybody that's, who knows me knows that I didn't support Hillary either. But I don't have blinders on. I didn't support either one of them. But all these men and sorry guys, I'm gonna call you out on this call just dismissing locker room talk is bullshit because you will never be sexually assaulted. And I hope to God you're not. So oh, actually, point, actually, hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out for a second. Time out, time out, time out. Actually, time out for a second. I have been sexually assaulted as a kid. Yeah, you're not the only one. Okay, but hold on, hold on. Don't make an assumption like that because Danny knows this to be true. We've had we've had this conversation before. So I I was actually sexually assaulted as a kid. I know how guys do talk in locker rooms. I know how guys talk when they're just trying to embellish and try to make a a bigger thing to themselves. This is an old. I'm not condoning anything. What I'm saying is this is an old man. He's 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 on Access Hollywood. He's feeling like you know like he's on top of the world. He's on TV. He's never been used to this kind of fame. He's used to like different kind of fame. And he's just talking. He's just talking a bunch of nonsense. That's all that was. This is a bunch of nonsense. It, it That's all it, it was. Come nonsense when then women actually say it happened. That's what I do. That yes. By the way, every single one of these women were, were debunked and proven to be liars. Okay, look look it up. They were all liars. The thirteen year old supposedly was Jane Doe. Doesn't exist. Okay, there all these. All this is propaganda led by the Clinton people. That's all that is. Just like the writers, it's all a bunch of propaganda and nonsense. Especially the guy who literally called a known pedophile a friend. Really, guys? A known pedophile. Said Wait, he's a who's friend. that? Jeffrey Epstein? You're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Buddies. Okay. Wait, wait, who else? Who else is? Well, Bill Clinton's been to play. He's been to Lolita Island about excuse, nineteen a, times. See, and that's what I'm talking about. Like I say something about that. <laughs> no, but Bill Clinton. It's not an excuse. It doesn't excuse what Donald Trump does. It Trump has never been to the island. He was on the plane once, supposedly, and that he didn't like it, and he left. But, but, or some yeah, crap. I would, and that's and even that's a rumor. Nobody even knows that that's true. Or right. Not. Yeah, that was something. Actually that was said it. These are the words that have come out of this man's mouth. This is what I don't get. I'm not like fuck. I'd hate the mainstream media. Like everybody on this call, they're full of shit. I totally understand why people voted for Trump. Is I get video? it. I understand the hypocrisy. I know that she wasn't for us. Trust me, I freaking get it. But the absolute dismissal of what, the words that actually come out of this man's mouth, so you can justify how you voted. Is bullshit. That flat out bullshit. No, no, it's not just not to justify the way I voted. It's because I have heard other guys use the same kind of language in my life. I'm a grown man, and to be honest, at some point when you're out with a woman, at some point you're gonna have to grab genitals. That's just the way it is. I personally wish that if you're on a date with a girl and it's getting it's getting hot heavy, it's getting hot heavy. Gives you consent, and it's getting hot heavy. At some point, some genitals are gonna be grabbed. You know what I'm saying? Non-negotiable consent is always required. Before I I agree. During, after, anytime. I, I agree. <laughs> I've had so many girlfriends and uh, and also friends, just male friends, you know, that I grew up with. But the girlfriends, especially, I I, I have seen it at least 20, 20 25 times. Uh, uh, some were molested uh, by family. Some by one that was. Uh, Richly abused, and I know what type of damage that it does. And I certainly wish that Trump had never said anything like that. And I certainly didn't. That that you know, I mean, there was just when it came down to the election. I mean, you had two people that you could vote for, or you, you had other people you could vote for. But like, 
it just felt to me like we had guys, the country going in a different direction. And we got to get the show going in a different direction because we got Nathan waiting in the wings, uh, and uh, we got to go on break in a, a minute here. Uh, but look, end of the day, he's uh, the elect president or president elect. Uh, in in what sixty something days, he's going to be sworn into office. Uh, the protesters need to stop getting paid, and this uh, nonsense needs to stop. Uh, you know, there was no protesting when when Obama won the White Bullshit. House. Oh shit! Yes, there was. Not, not to this level. Not, not to this. Not level. to this level. But it was like here. it was like a day where people are like we're pissed, and that was it. And, and the people moved Keep on. Keep protesting, guys. Keep protesting. And, and, and guess what? Guess what? I I voted for Obama twice. And guess what? I voted. For, I voted for Obama twice. So Stop you. voting. Stop voting. Stop Why? Stop voting. Why? I live with my failures as well as I live with my conquerors. <laughs> Stop voting. And Stop my voting. wins. Angel, Angel, I want to apologize to you. No, you don't have to apologize. I know, no, I will. I will apologize to you for making a blank for making a blanket statement because men are also victims of sexual abuse. So it was it was sure. very well, you insensitive. Me, you well, you can just go the, fuck I, yourself, Twa Wobble. <laughs> Nobody cares. Who I'm apologizing to Angel right now. No, but seriously, I, I, that, and that and that that is a big issue for me. But that is just I saw. I got a little heated. I apologize, yeah. but that yeah. is one thing that's just not. Gonna oh, be woo woo! You know you're you're all good with me. Yeah. I love you. I do. I love you. Uh, I, I, oh, I, I, sorry, I just I, have I, to laugh at the twat waffle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm oh, my goodness. Like, wow, that was real. <laughs> I love you're, Chris. You're, you're, it, it, it's almost as bad as listen here, pecker breath. Um, you know. <laughs> oh, twat waffle oh. is so much more fun, guys. I like twat waffle. That's a good one. Yeah, it's fun, right? Just say it. We're keeping that one, by the way. Guys, we'll be back in about two minutes with our guest, Nathan the Abductee, and we're going to maybe talk about some alien stuff. What do you think? This is Sky Watchers Radio, after all, and kind of that's what we do around here, right? We talk yeah, about aliens, UFOs. Yeah. Even though it does sound like a good idea, whatever. Watch to, yeah. to Twat Waffle? We could. Mm. That's awesome. Is that something that you sell? <laughs> Perhaps. It's like, guys, stick around. We'll be right back. Call in if you want, by the way, 786-245-8127. We'll be back. Skywatchers Radio right here on BF. Professional consultants behind your home or business computer with key information solutions, providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology, preventative maintenance and networking support, hardware and custom built computers. Let key information solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954-973-3374. That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel, and more. Superman, homepage.com. Here's a riddle for you. 
What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction, are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Here's a real for you. What do the California Gold Rush of the 1850s, secret societies, coded messages, mysterious 19th century flying machines, and an early 20th century outside artist named Charles A. A. Delshaw all have in common? The Secrets of Delshaw by Dennis Crenshaw and Pete Navarro. Go to www.secretsofdelshaw.com to learn more. In the black is black On the road to nowhere There's no turning back Love reached out and touched me Stopped me in my tracks Crossed my heart Cause it's true I'm nothing without you Alright everybody, we're back live on That's right, Skywatchers Radio The Best radio show on PSN Radio and the best network on the internet, PSN Radio. PSN-radio.com is a place you can listen live every single week to this show and to a lot of other fantastic shows. They're the best shows in the world. <laughs> if I could, I would build a wall around all the shows <laughs> and I would protect them from, un- from incoming oh, terrorism God. because this is the best <laughs> network ever. And now we have our guest on, the one and the only Nathan, who's somebody I've been wanting to uh, get on the show actually for for quite a bit because he's got a an amazing uh, story. He's called in a, a bunch of times and given us little like drops of information and driplets of uh, of uh, stuff that's happened to him over the years. Oh. Uh, but now we have him for the full hour. Nathan, welcome to Skywatchers Radio, and uh, thank you for being here with us, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. I am so excited now, to talk to you, Nathan. I'm so glad that we finally got you on the yeah, show. Yeah, me be too. Great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Welcome, welcome. Hey, good th- good things always come when you have to wait a little bit. So, so that's what I was excited. 
That's what I keep telling myself in my love life. <laughs> yeah, I, one day I, it, it'll be good. I read Nathan's bio like right before, like about ten minutes before the show started, and uh, it look, it's really sounds like it's going to be. An well, Nathan has so. called in a bunch of times, and you're Jack Angel's right. He's dropped some really just awesome little tidbits. So I, I think Nathan should just start talking. Well, let's do this, Nathan. Uh, let's you know, let's go back to the beginning here for a second for the audience who might not have uh, that kind of a memory span, or or you know, let's be honest, we all have like a short memory span these days. A lot of people smoking it, true. You know, true. but uh, you know, for those folks who might not remember everything that we've spoken about with you in the past, uh, let's go over some of the information here. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, starting off from when you were first out the womb. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, we can start off there. Uh, it was quite dark at the beginning. No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a and then he saw the light. Slip and no, slide. So, yeah, exactly. Huh? No, I actually got pulled out by forceps, if you want to know the truth. Ouch. I oh. did, too. I, I was being born out with, with a ginsu or a coat hanger, okay? I was born with a cone head and two black eyes because I was like, fuck this shit, never mind, I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, I said well, I'm warm, I don't want to come out yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> Put me back in! That's all I kept saying. Were any of you, any of you guys, when you're, were, were your uh, mothers uh, given uh, narcotic med- pain medicine uh, when they delivered you? No, but probably during the conception. Uh, at least for me, anyway. Okay. Because I came out, uh, she, my, my mom, they gave her Demerol, and she slept through it. But she said when they handed me to her, I was, like, just spaced out, loaded. All right, Danny, go back on mute for a second there. We got to get back right. to the guest here. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Danny. Uh, I don't know where he was going with that, uh, but no, seriously, Nathan. Uh, let's get back to you here for a second. Uh, tell us, give us a little bit of, of your backstory here, because I want the audience to really know about your case. All joking aside, all kidding aside, uh, because you, you've had a hell of a lot of experiences. So I want, I want you yeah. to get from the very beginning. Uh, you know, get out exactly how this all started. Well, it's kind of hard to kind of tell you how it kind of all started. It just happened one day. Uh, so I was born in 1980 of January 13th. And I was born in Torrance, California. And uh, so my first known experience that I can physically remember was at the age of two years old. Um, A brief little kind of introduction to the story that I've kind of told prior is um, my grandmother, who's my mom's mom, she's no longer here, but she would always come out to Southern California and come visit and hang out with us. so it was a special time for me because, you know, I didn't get to see my grandmother that often as I was growing up because we lived in Southern California and they were originally from Utah. So she had came down and visited. And uh, one afternoon I had uh, basically uh, I was playing in my room with some toys and I had an experience with uh, two gray extraterrestrials. I don't know if you guys had posted any of those uh, illustrations that I had drawn for you guys that I had sent. I think Danny uh, was supposed to do that, but he uh, forgot. Well, if you end up ever posting, you have my release to use those if you like for your show. Awesome, um, awesome. But um, So I had two uh, gray extraterrestrials that were in my room and we were playing not like playing with toys as a you know two-year-old toddler would but this was more of a uh, 
kind of uh, a downloaded information and understanding of why they had uh, had invested interest in me at such a young age. Um, it basically kind of gave me the uh, they kind of gave me this insight of why they had a relationship with me, and it was something that I've basically always had as a in my prior lives. I, I so I mean it's kind of weird because I'm I'm fairly young. I'm almost thirty seven years old. Um, but I have this weird feeling that my soul feels older than, than where I really am. So I feel like I've had a lot of life experiences through past lives and stuff like that. But, uh, part of the relationship where I had was at two years old that I felt, and what they've told me is I've always had this relationship with them and almost was like a family type relationship is how I felt with that. My first encounter they had gave me information about um, basically the relationship that we had um, together in prior lives and gave me a, a little bit about information about um, creation of life and how, how it worked and into my life and, and having them there. And just kind of a little bit more understanding of a conscious level and, and where where you're at as far as a spiritualness about this situation. So um, that's kind of where it, it started at the age of two. Um, I did feel like this really strong connection with them. And I had asked them if it would be okay if my, uh, if I could introduce my grandmother to them. And because, you know, it was always special when she was out hanging out with us when she'd come and visit. So they said, yeah, that would be fine. And they had gave me these words that I didn't really quite understand until as I got older through this re the regression that I've naturally um, kind of encountered. So they basically told me uh, child mind and consciousness is a lot stronger than it is as an adult. So they might not see what you see. And this kind of re really resonated with me because if you notice, and how do, I don't know if you guys can relate on a personal experience, but as a young child, you you're not you don't have your blinders on. You're kind of open to this new world, and you're not really, uh, you know, subjected to uh, anything that's been taught or told. You, right. You're just kind of fresh mm -hmm. to this new new world, and you're not so jaded. You're not, you're jaded. not jaded by anything. So, right. um, you know, I, that message kind of clarifies you know, kind of brought some inner peace with me as I got older and found out. But so I went into the kitchen where my grandmother was with my mom and I had grabbed her hand. I said, I'd like to introduce you to um, my two friends. And so this extraterrestrial visit, so, and I'll get further into detail about kind of the experiences, but they had came in through, basically they kind of like it was almost like a hologram type thing they came in through my walls so um i had brought her in the room i said hey grandma here's two of my cool friends i want you to meet them so she looked she's like where's your friends at i'm like they're right over here by my bed area and she didn't see anything that i know of but she looked at me and gave me a little smile and said you're a clever little boy and left it at that but we had never really talked about that ever since, and unfortunately, I wish I could talk to her about it now because she's no longer here. But I guess 
mm-hmm. from my understanding is my mother and my grandmother have had these experience which kind of it goes down a family line if you've ever interviewed anybody about mm-hmm. uh, con- contact experiences so i think that has to do something with my uh, personal experiences that i had but that's kind of where it really originated at the age of two um as i got older things started to really progress further into my life um i remember at the age of four i had a um kind of this contemplation going on that i didn't know if my mother and my father were my real parents and that's kind of a big thing to think about when you're a four-year-old i don't know too many children that would think about that at that age but that's kind of I had these contemplations at a really young age are are my parents my real parents because this relationship that I I had those feelings my dad was running around my mom all the time he couldn't help but I have them feelings man you know I've yeah I've heard that in other people before like um uh I heard uh the okay so I'll go right back to uh Kurt Cobain uh he did a lot of, you know, interviews, like uh, just one-on-one interviews, and he, at a young age, felt like he was, uh, you know, like he was dropped off here by aliens from another planet, um, or aliens. I need to emphasize another Nathan, planet. can I can I ask you what did they look like? Yeah, but Kurt Cobain was on a lot of drugs, though, though, Danny. Sorry. Good. Well, maybe um, I opened up his mind. <laughs> Yeah. Which ones do you, which ones do you want to talk about? Well, let, let's talk about the ones you had the first encounter with when when you were a child. And I'm actually curious did did their appearance um did you getting older change their appearance? You know, as we um, kind of become more jaded and you know, the blinders kind of come back on unfortunately. No, their parents really hadn't ever changed with me. Um so the ones that first encountered they were uh, kind of your typical gray aliens, but a little bit different because they had uh, a lot. They had a large head. Um, they were about four, four and a half feet tall. But these ones I would consider to be wise uh, gray aliens, like an elder gray. It's hard to put a timeline stamp on them because we deal in a linear time fashion than how they're kind of trans-dimensional. They're, uh, you know, when you're dealing with extraterrestrials, it's it's a little bit different on knowing what their timeline is because time's kind of... Well, uh, let me stop stop you right there real quick because we're dealing with different type of things here. Extraterrestrial could be a being that lives on Mars, for example, or on another planet somewhere within our realm of reality. That's an extraterrestrial. I think you're dealing with something more interdimensional when you're talking about outside of space and time. Well, yeah, I it's still extraterrestrial, but it's also ultra-dimensional. It would, the correct term would be trans-dimensional. Oh, trans-dimensional, correct. Yeah. Um, but um, So, yeah, they were about four and a half feet tall. They wore purple robes with, like, a gold sash around, like, the hood and the center of the, the robe. That's uh, what, I rem- what I remember. Uh, and, and it's kind of crazy because I can recall this memory like it happened two seconds ago. It's uh, quite vivid for me and same with all my experiences. But that was, like, my first physical 
encounter, which was at the age of two. And then as I kind of got older, um, like at the age of four, I had that contemplation about if my parents were my real parents. And uh, the funny thing about it is I just, I never really told my mother and father about that until, you know, this year. I, <laughs> I've been holding on to it for such a long time. I, I'm pretty open with my mom about my experience. How did she take it? Um, she asked me why. She's like, you know, I, why did you feel that way? I'm like, well, because I've always felt different. Um, you know, I've, felt, I've always been really sensitive uh, around my surroundings and in knowing people. I have this kind of intuition where I really get to know a person's character within the first 10 to 15 seconds of meeting them if I've never met them before in my life. And I can kind of get the gist of who they are right off the bat without really having to know who they are. I just have this keen interest of, of a soul level of knowing what they're about and if they're like a service to self or service to other type person. Um, so that's kind of been a little bit of a unique thing for myself. And, um, you know, I'm very sensitive around my surroundings. So I, I definitely feel a lot of things like if I go into a certain place or something like that, I have a, I get a strong sense of, uh, kind of like a energy connection to a certain environment or area that I'm in. So, but mm. these are kind of things that, uh, you know, just kind of that I've always, you know, been dealing with throughout my whole life. And plus I'm, I'm very dyslexic, but so I might think a little differently and, and look at things differently from other people that, you know, don't have dyslexia or, or some of these things, but I, I don't know. It's I mean, would you consider, that, would you consider yourself to be psychic at all? Um, you know, I've, I've had a lot of premonitions and intuitions at times. Uh -huh. Um, you know, there was one instance where we're kind of going off topic a little bit, but not really. Well, at the, I had a really good friend named Jason Lerbecki. He's no longer here. He passed away from uh, drinking and driving. Well, <clears throat> about literally a month and a half or two months before he passed away, I had known he was going to pass away before um, he ended up dying. And so that was kind of kind of a weird premonition for me. It, it, it was kind of tough to deal with because him and I were one of these friends that we would, uh, you know, get along really great, but we would have a lot of competition and rivalry against each other. And I grew up racing motorcycles and surfing and stuff all my life. And he would always kind of be that kid that would try to, you know, outdo himself and go above his limits. And I'd be like, you need to slow it down a little bit. You, you know, I don't mean to be rude, but you can't be doing this kind of stuff. And, you, you know, you're going to get yourself hurt. And it's just kind of a weird situation where uh, we ended up hanging out one night and he had basically like apologized to me. He's like, dude, I'm sorry for, you know, being such a, you know, a nasty and, you know, being all this. And then later the next morning I woke up from my friend saying, did you hear what happened? And, your friend passed away and I, it was really hard for me because it was like all this stuff that I knew beforehand just occurred and it was really hard to do that especially being as Paul Bear and you know carrying him to the grave that really it, you know it's kind of hard to deal with something like that when you 
when you kind of knew that was going to happen beforehand, but you didn't know if it was just kind of like a weird feeling and then, you know, it became a reality. So, you know, I've had these kind of weird premonitions and stuff like you know, that. You I, know, I, I believe in, and this is something that I've always thought to be, uh, you know, universal for all human beings. I, th- I do think we are all are kind of born with this, uh, I want to say a sixth sense or a uh, psychic sense, but we are, are born with uh, a certain premonition. An intuition. In intuition, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, I, and you know, I've had dreams that they become reality. I've had, uh, you know, memories that you know I'm in, in the moment, and I'm like, oh man, this is deja vu. You know, this has happened before, or I've dreamt this before. Like that's happened yeah. to me a lot of times, and I'm pretty sure there there is that ability for other people. And it's funny you say you're dyslexic, not you know, to make light of that, but uh, the fact that you know you're already wired differently because that's what dyslexia kind of is. Uh, yeah. Could maybe open the pathways a little bit more for this kind of intuition. Uh, so that's why maybe maybe why you've had so many other experiences as, as well. Well, you know, it's Just weird for me because I have a you know my learning handicap, I guess is what you would call it, would be is right. You know, I see things differently, but I have a photographic memory. So um, you know what I mean. Which a lot of a lot of people that have like, you know that, that are mm-hmm. dyslexic have that ability. Tom Cruise is dyslexic. Yeah. yeah. And he's the biggest Seven. action star in the world, and he's dyslexic. I mean, for him to read a script, is, it's very difficult, which explains yeah, I a mean, lot of his acting. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it is challenging. I've learned how to deal with it throughout time. So, I mean, it's, it's, I feel normal and everything like that. I've just had to, you know, it takes me a little bit longer to interpret words because I see them all jumbled up sometimes. So, But, you know, that's just one little thing. And it's, you know, I, I find it more as a gift instead of a handicap. I, I like having that because i'm an artist so i see things differently and how he creates stuff but you know everybody's unique and different in their own ways and we're all uh you know giving these special gifts regardless if you think they may hinder you or not it's just how you take advantage of the situation well now here let's let's move back into uh, your story here for a second uh yeah. now you you've been dealing with this since you were a child has it has it gotten to a point that has become violent at all never never whatsoever Never become violent. So it's always been a kind of a a very a friendly, uh, almost uh, like otherworldly, brotherly type of uh, atmosphere when you meet up. Not all the time. Okay, um, I can elaborate further on that. So Please. I mean, so I, as I got older, um, and then I'll I'll go in depth with this a little bit more. Um, so basically, at the uh, after the age of four, I started having more uh, physical encounters. I, you know, I've had I could probably say about twenty physical encounters with extraterrestrials. Not just seeing craft, but you know, in the flesh with extraterrestrials. Um, I um, have incurred uh, experiences with several different types of extraterrestrial beings, not just the Greys, um, but. <clears throat> and to elaborate on it further, so at the age of eight, um, the book called Communion, if you're familiar with it, by Whitley Strieber. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, the cover art with the, the, the gray alien or the tall whatever. The classic gray. Yeah, the classic yeah, gray. Yeah, so, um, well, I ended up incurring these encounters, and it would usually occur in the in the night hours when I was sleeping. And I used to be waking up in the middle of the night saying it's time to wake up. And I would have literally about anywhere from three to five uh, extraterrestrial greys surrounding me in in my bedroom. And 
I used to kind of, it would throw me off guard. I would, and I'm not going to lie, it would get me startled and, and a little bit scared at times. So I, as a child, I used to, you know, cover my, my head with my covers <laughs> and stuff and just leave sure. enough, an, enough circle around my mouth so I could breathe comfortably because, you know, it happened almost on a continuous basis. It was, it was happening so often and so many times that, uh, you know, I started to become, you know, almost like it was a just automatic reaction to, oh, I'm going to sleep. I'm putting my covers over my face. And sometimes I even catch myself doing it now, even at an older age. But um, it, it's one of those things. It's it's so different because it's it's not a threatening situation. I mean, when you're dealing with extraterrestrials and they're coming and visiting you in the middle of the night, it's not like, hey, I'm going to knock on your door and say, hey, I'm going to come in and hang out with you. It's a total different way of them. I'm going to knock on your door. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you don't have to come on when, when uh, they're visiting. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. I'd but, be a little freaked know. out, too. Right. I mean, John Ritter's outside waiting for you and say, hey, come on into the Then again, shit. I get freaked out. I wake up and my dog's right in my face breathing. I've had uh, 15 years. So sometimes they're just creepy. It's just creepy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, as a young kid, you know, when you when you get older, so at the age of two, when I had this encounter, it was no big deal. I thought it was like a normal thing, you know, because mm-hmm. I'd ne- never been this jaded. And then as I got a little older from like five, you know, I've been kind of introduced to like my friends doing like scary movies, kind of getting me introduced to something like that. And I had, you know, kind of got this like little fear built into me a little bit, but um, so they would come and visit me late at night and wake me up. Well, I was never really terrified by them, but it, it would catch me off guard and I would get a little, uh, uneasy about the situation at first. And, you know, everything would be fine with the encounters, but I don't remember a lot of it because, um, and this is kind of, it goes hand in hand with a lot of experiencers or people that have the so-called abduction scenario but i've never had that abduction type uh encounter you know everything has been positive it hasn't been easy at times and i'll go into that further but so i had these you know well i think mostly because you've been conditioned since you were so small to like accept them yeah, and it's almost like you're living in two different worlds as well. I right. Mean, because yeah. you 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 thought this was normal, but then you're right. But then you grow up, and you, you know you go around people who you know are not having these experiences, and now you're right. stuck in this mundane world where people don't even believe in UFOs. So it's it's not surprising that at times it would be very difficult for you to embrace, you know, mm-hmm. the thing that you would you know so easily accepted when you were just a kid. Right, and then as you yeah. get older, you see the media and how they deal with this kind of subject and how it's oh yeah, you know, we're laughed at. We are yeah, conditioned. Yeah. So it must oh, be really I, difficult, yeah. And, and what about what about that Willie Streber, uh, the cover on that book? Okay. It's, it did that. Okay. Did, yeah, I was going to go that into that confusing place. book in general. Though I read that thing, and I'm like, he was all over the place with that one. Well, he was a sci-fi writer, uh, but I think that. Just in my opinion, uh, I believe that that, that you know that that image really stuck with a lot of people. You know that. that but he, like, that's not like even an original image. I mean, the for you know you have uh, close encounters of the third kind uses the same and similar type of aliens way before that book came out. So true, but I mean, it was it it was on that book, and you could stare at it, not like you know close encounters. Uh, you know, I guess you could pause the VCR, but if you had the Streber 
book, you know. You had that yeah. image there, and it was creepy. It was a creepy yes. image. But I like to hear... Yeah, yeah go let ahead. me tell you a little bit more about that and why go I ahead, brought go that ahead. up. So yep. I started having these encounters by the age of eight. You know, I, I it just became such a regular occurrence. I started to, you know, get, you know, my I found that book in the, inside the house. And I got very upset with my mom for having that book because she started reading it. And I said to my mom, I was like, you need to get that book out of this house right now. I don't want it in our house. And she asked me, she's like, why do you not want this in the house? And why are you so upset with it? So I kind of told her, I said, you know, it's because they keep visiting me. And this is the first time me ever really bringing up any of my experiences to her uh, for the first time. So she had, uh, you know, kept asking me, she's like, well, why do they keep visiting you? And I, I'm, and I told her, I said, you know, and it's hard to explain as an eight-year-old. I said, it's, it's hard to explain. I can't really... Sure, sure, yeah. Put it into words for you. And. Whoa, what the hell was that? What was that? Somebody opening up a Twinkie or something? Or popcorn or something? <laughs> yeah. Not me. <laughs> no, it was totally the other guy. It was totally. That was completely the other guy, yo. No, it actually. That it was so much the other guy. Exactly. Come on, you guys know what, it wasn't what, me. This what flavor popcorn. popcorn did you just open, dude? Like, let's be real. <laughs> no, it wasn't to me actually. Uh, I'm I'm sitting here actually reading and listening. Well, his screen crackled. His screen image like crackled because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was him. <laughs> so all right, all right. Let's see Nathan here. Yeah, continue. Oh, Sorry, Nathan. Sorry. So I had got upset about it to her, and she kept asking me these questions. Well, as I you know tried to tell her, I said you know it's hard to explain what's going on, but they keep visiting me she she's like well do you feel harmed by them or anything and i said no i don't but i just don't like that book and i because it offended me because i had these experience with some other extraterrestrial gray aliens these were a little bit taller than the four and a half feet tall these were you know within the five foot tall range and I didn't care for them because they were what you would be considered to a service to self type extraterrestrial where they kind of had their own uh, it wasn't such a warm comforting feeling it was kind of like I want to be surrounded by you and, and we're going to do things my way and, and you know it was just kind of like you know being around someone that kind of drags you down and I didn't want to associate myself with those. So I, you know, throughout time, I've learned to uh, be able to communicate with extraterrestrials. But but, hold on, let me me stop right there. So right now, uh, up to this point, we're going on the way you feel about these beings just based on the way they look because I mean, you haven't had a, a conversation with these type of extraterrestrials yet, right? No, not, not not the way they look, but, but the way they act. I didn't like them because that drawing represented the ones that were service to self. Okay. It, it reminded me of their their physical characteristics and the way that they the illustrator portrayed the eyes. It was just uh, it was just like an empty feeling. There was no light within itself and that bothered me and that's why I got upset with the book and so I had learned to disassociate myself with them without you know through time um, because they had you know invited themselves into my life 
and I've had different experiences with different types of gray extraterrestrials. Not all of them have I had direct contact with them. So how I would kind of further elaborate with my contacts. So most of the gray aliens that I've experienced, they're a part of the initial encounter. They're not the main source of my contacts. So they are kind of like what you would be considered like a worker into the involvement of the further contact. I have like a main direct uh, source that I communicate with. That's they're, they're, uh, they're like the middleman. Yeah, they're kind of like a grunt worker almost. They have their right. own specific function. Not all. So the first ones that I met at the age of two, those were what I would consider wise grays. They were they held like a kind of like an authority role. They had a, you know they were someone that I actually communicated with. I've had some communications with some grays, but most of them it's been with. Uh, if you've ever heard of the tall whites. Mm-hmm. Um, those have been my main direct contact source. I've also had some contact with the mantid type extraterrestrials that look like the praying mantis. Insect type. Mm. Yeah, kind of the insect type, but they're they're kind of insectoid looking, but not really. Um, and then I've had a couple experiences with some Nordic or Palladian type extraterrestrials. So here's a question. Um, any of the are not humanoid at all because I mean we all every time we have an abductee or, or we you know hear a story of somebody who sees an alien or is abducted or whatever they're always humanoid. Is there um, been any any cases where they haven't been humanoid? Looking when I say humanoid, I mean head, two arms, two legs, bipedal, you know, like the whole nine yards. Uh, any chances of anything that that it's not exactly humanoid? Um, well, I mean, I encounter a lot of shadow beings is what I would consider that don't really have a physical presence. Okay. But, um, but no, all of them have that kind of specific, um, you know, almost like a star pentagram type deal where we have two arms, two legs and a head. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, I mean, the mantids are, are, you know, they're, they're kind of humanoid, but not really at all. Their, their hands are like almost like pinchers. And they're they stand about fifteen feet tall. They're really tall. Oh crap! The, oh wow! Wow! The, the, it's a big bug. They're, but they're yeah. It's not a. It's not like a bug though. It's so very. They're very smart. They're very. They're very uh, caring too. They're not. It's something not to be afraid of. Um, when they talk to you, though, never, is it always te- is always telepathically right when they speak to you. Yeah, all all of my interactions have been telepathic, no vocal. Okay. I mean, if you want to, if you want to do vocal, I mean, it. So, you could use your intuitive side, like kind of like your conscious when you know something's good or bad. Your own words resonate with their voice. Is how telepath, the telepathy works. So, basically, when they're communicating with you, you're basically hearing it in your own words and your own feeling. That's that's basically that is how trippy. the conversation. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Nathan, yeah. I want to ask you really quick so we don't lose the question because we had it in the chat room. Uh, oh, yeah. our, our good friend Divine Testicles wants to know, um, how often did they visit you um, when you were a child? And then how often did they visit you when you got older, as, as you've gotten older? Um, so, I mean, as a child from like the age of two and then it kind of went away for a little bit and got back up to about age five to – all the way up to age 
15 is it kind of just was a consistent basis where it happened quite frequently. I mean, a lot of the times. And I still have contacts to this day. I haven't had a physical encounter for a while, but I've been told that that's going to happen again here soon. And I have this feeling that it's going to. And I'm pretty spot on with my gut instincts and my feelings that things are going to happen again. And um, so, and I'll go further into detail with that. So, a after the age of eight um, and having these physical encounters, and my mom asking me why, what's going on, and this and and then this and that. Um, basically, I had I also encounter what's called a dream state contact, where I'm in like this lucid state where I get a lot of dream contact, where it almost feels like I'm in the flesh with them and things are happening. Um, and I, and I have that all the time still now, but I mean, it's, it happens only so often. It's not like normally occurring like as it once did. I mean, I used to have these dream state contacts like almost every night and it was just, I don't know if it was dream state or, you know, because when you're in a physical presence with them, it's almost of a euphoric kind of, it's it's a weird feeling because you're almost separated from where you're at in a sense you're, because <clears throat> you know I've had instances with lost time and stuff like that so to go into further detail about that it's like you almost switch dimensions when you're with them at times when you're aboard a craft so like one minute you can be involved with them in your room and the next minute with a blink of an eye you're inside a craft and you don't know exactly how you got there. It just, you know, you almost black out for a second. And that's one thing that I would like to pursue further is going through some regression hypnosis and and get some of these blocked areas that I don't quite remember or haven't been shown yet because I, I get a little bit more bits and pieces of my contact experience as I grow older and I've actually been having a lot more reoccurring dreams of like past experiences, remembering certain parts of like the craft in, in, in these events that have unfolded. Let me ask time. you, let me ask you Nathan, cause I'm actually quite curious about this. I almost have two questions, but let me ask the first one here. You, you're, I mean, cause you said that your, your interactions with them for the most part have been pretty much positive. You did encounter those, you know, those one beings, you didn't like their energy, which I totally get. And that's cool. Um, uh -huh. but now you're also saying that you've had experiences that you don't remember. Now, do you think that that's because you're just kind of supposed to get the information, you know, this, you know, just pull it together at a different time that they gave you something that you weren't ready for? Like, why do you think it is that, you know, that you've had these positive experiences with them, but yet you do have encounter counters and moments that you you don't know what happened well well i mean i remember a lot of conversations and bits and pieces of what's going on and, and to further elaborate with that and to ha help answer your question is basically l let's put for instance you're dealing with a a different uh realm of physics and trans-dimensional uh entities that work mm -hmm. on a different level so our bodies and stuff aren't really capable of handling that type of of stress is what I would consider it to be because in the further elaborate with that is when you're dealing with them it's like every single emotion that you could be feeling all at one point in time so I mean you can be feeling happy scared 
nervous. I mean, it's like sensory overload when you're around them at times. So your body can only handle so much. So I think what they do is they help protect you or, or block you from that because literally, I mean, your body is working like overload when you're getting all this type of information from them because a lot of it is like almost like a download mm -hmm. of information that you get from them at times. And your mind and your body can only handle so much. So they try to limit the amount of stress that is put onto you while you're having these experiences is how I would put that into terms because it's, it's definitely a really challenging experience at times. And especially like when the experience is over, it's, it's a lot of people can't handle it. And I don't, if you've heard from other people, they get frightened, they get fearful and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's so many different emotions that are involved in these contacts. It's one of these things. So for me, I've learned to basically deal with this because it's been at such a young age in this involvement in these experiences with me. So I've had a lot of time to digest and everything because what's happened to me uh, in a positive way could be completely opposite for another person, but they could take it in a negative manner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So it's it's hard to explain uh, and put into words because it, there's so much feeling in there. And that's one thing that we lack as a lot of individuals do is the lack of feeling and emotion behind things. Mm -hmm. We and, and so that's kind of how to put into words is what I would say is when you have these encounters, it's so uh, overwhelming with emotions and feelings. And, and physical stress because you're totally in a different plane of energy that you're dealing with with the other individual on the other side. So it takes a lot out of you because you're not used to using these sensory and, and emotional feelings that, you know, you use on a regular basis because we don't use those. You know, we haven't ever been taught to use those. Right. Um, so right. That, that's how I, I would go into there. And everybody has the ability to be telepathic. It's we don't exercise these uh these instincts that we already naturally have, uh, you know, you look at professional athletes, you know, they, you know, train to their best ability to get to a certain level. Well, that's kind of goes into everything in life. If you want to be successful at something or be really good at something, you have to p devote time and energy into that to be good at whatever you're doing. And so that same thing goes applying. If you want to do remote viewing or telepathic communication or anything like that, you have to practice and, and put effort into it to get any type of reward or payout of that. So, absolutely. By the way, guys, we're, we're joined here uh, by a caller. Caller, how are you doing there? Long time no talk. I'm doing great, Angel. How are you doing, man? <laughs> What's up, buddy? How are you doing? Yeah, you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I just wanted to add on to uh, what you said about the the types of beings and why they're always humanoid. And yeah. Ah. And, ah. Yeah, so why, why uh, as a fellow experiencer, uh, why I came to find out uh, through nudges and, and being told is, is the humanoid form is the optimal, is the optimal shape uh, that any, any uh, advanced type of uh, <clears throat> being would evolve into because there's only so many types of forms that would optimally work in, in the way the universe works. Everything's works within a certain framework if you 
understand what I'm talking about there. No, I, I agree uh, with you 100%. I just didn't, I couldn't put that into words, and I'm glad you <laughs> put that out there like that. Cause that by the, that's, by the that's, way, that's uh, yeah. James West, who was on with us on uh, radio yesterday on Euphonot uh, Radio. Uh, James, welcome. And I don't know what's going on with the sound there, but I'm hearing a horrible reverb. Oh, my bad. Let me fix that for you. <laughs> yeah, por favor. This is just live radio, you know. It's... I'm not hearing it on my end, but no, that that you put that into context really well. I was gonna say that, but I it just wasn't coming to mind. Now <clears> I'm <throat> so excited that we've got two experiences on the phone. So I, I, you know, I'm gonna ask you first, Nathan, and then and then yeah. maybe our caller. But you first. I mean, so you've you know had so many positive experiences with them, which I love. I love hearing about that. Um, why? What, what, what is there? Is there? Is there a specific message that they are giving you to pass on to other people? And I, I'm not so much as asking why you, but more as what are you learning from them? What What are they sharing with you? Uh, you know, I'm learning about personal growth and and conscious awareness and the ability to be a service to others and service to self is kind of the message that they give me. They they don't have a specific agenda in mind that. You hear, I mean, you know, to be honest with you guys, I'm sure you guys filter out through all the different stuff that you guys learn from all these people that do the investigations on UFOs and crash retrieval and alien abductions, but you don't really get the gist unless you're really talking to an experiencer. And I'm sure no. um, our caller can also agree with that. I mean, it's it's such a different type of uh, experience that when you get it firsthand from you know a, someone that's physically had these experiences on on multiple occasions, you know there there's people that I've talked to that you know disregard this and they don't want anything to do with it in their life. Me, I'm happy that this has happened. It's been a privilege for me. I feel that for me having these encounters and experiences that have been tough and challenging in my life. I'm not gonna lie; it's not been all easy and Oh yeah, happy smiles. It's it's great. No, it's difficult. It's challenging and it's hard, but I've had time to really digest everything that has happened throughout my life and with these encounters and Nathan, and Nathan. Yeah. But think about think about this. At the end of the day, you could say that you've been around aliens and interdimensional beings. Not everybody on this planet could say that. It's true. No. But everybody can have good. that. And you're still alive. Like that's something, that, you know, to be pretty well, happy about it. I'd cherish that if that was me. I'd, no, I'd enjoy I'm very it. happy. I'm very happy and blessed that this has happened. And you know what? If anybody is wanting to have these type of experiences, anybody can have these. I'm not special in any way for this. This is just something that you know I have always had in my life that I feel this connection with them. They they are family to me. Can you send some my way because I've been dying to, like, to you know be around some of these uh, little gray guys for years and so far nothing. It's up to it's up for. to you. It's up to you. I can teach you the ways on how to do it, but you have to be ready for it. And they're only okay. going to allow allow you to experience things that you can handle at your time frame and where you're. Oh, uh, believe me, I'm ready. I'm ready. No, can you I, don't know that. <laughs> you don't. Can, know I, that. can I add on that? Uh, can I add on to that? Uh, yeah. As far as about being ready, believe me, there's some things that I ask for full-heartedly and are already being in some sort of communication and seeing these beings physically. And I, I'm like, man, I want to have a full-blown conversation, sit down with you. And I feel like I'm ready, could not possibly be more ready. And they, they won't give me certain things. 
they will not give you that. They won't. Man, I'm so ready. I'm ready to hang out with one of these aliens. I'm ready to like, just you know, go see a movie at the movie theater. <laughs> I'm like, let's just shoot the shit. Like, you know, let's be buddies. Let's maybe smoke a little pot call together. I'm ready to do whatever. <laughs> go, see the so re- go see the I reboot of Aliens with an yeah. alien. That'll that be, that's what I'm talking about, Chris. See, Chris that's gets me. That's where I'm at. Up. That's what's up. That's okay, exactly up. what's I'm up. I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name, but I have to ask you. James West. Question. James West. James, you're awesome. What are you learning? <laughs> what, what are you getting? Well, uh, you can check out uh, the Ufonaut uh, radio show from last night if you want to get uh, fresh up on that. But basically, you mean the what Cliff Notes? Yeah, the Cliff, <laughs> Cliff Notes are. Or give us a give us a brief <laughs> overview uh, there, uh, Mister West. Well, the brief no overview would would be. Uh, it felt like I got myself into the situation at the time, but because I got myself in that situation through my sky watching and filming UFOs. And everything like that. I felt you can check them out at EastTexasUFOs.com if you want to check out the the UFO videos that I've filmed. But I got so interested into it that I ended up finding out what I, what I was after, and it it ended up to the point to where I was dealing with two different groups, which was the Greys and what you would think as the Reptilians. And and uh, although uh, I'm sure Nathan here uh, says it's been completely. Uh, uh, malevolent. Uh, some people do have benevolent experiences, and mine was a combination of the both. Where, in this particular case, the Greys were actually uh, seen more of a, of a benevolent uh, group, and then the reptilians of all things that you would assume would be the, you know, the the bad guys <laughs> were the ones in this particular situation were the ones on my side. Where, See, yeah, there you go. Never judge a book by its cover guys. right there. Yes, well, let please me, Let in. me explain something to you guys. So one thing that I would never want to do is put a, judge category, a book by its cover. categorize somebody or a, a right. species. Because, and let me further explain on that. Because what you're doing is you're segregating out races. So if you're going to say all grays are, are negative or benevolent, uh, and reptilians are malevolent. That's not the case. So, um, yes, you're going to encounter that, and, and that goes into the same effect with people here in our reality that we deal with. We deal with service to self and service to other people. So when you start categorizing a certain species because the way they look, and you say that they're, you know, not the nicest friendly people, we're already is this species doing profiling that we shouldn't be. Yeah, we're profiling. It is. That's like saying all Cubans are loud and lazy. Well, you know, we are. But still, that's not the point. You still shouldn't say it. <laughs> yeah, we are loud and lazy, I and it's a universal thing, really but don't say it. Really it's just interesting. mean. Now, now, I mean, I've mean got so many questions. I know. <laughs> My head just exploded, and it's on the ground. And, and, and Angel, uh, Mike, volume is so loud, like, you blew up my ears just now. But, because um, we're Cubans, and I, we're, we're loud. Well, I didn't want to say that. I was going to leave it to you. But, um, uh, James, I, listen, we actually got to get you on a, on a full episode here on Skywatchers. Uh, it was a lot of fun uh, having you on yesterday on You For Not Radio, though, my friend. It was, that was a ton of fun. Maybe you should get him yeah. and I on together. Yeah, that's <laughs> there what you I was go. Thinking, we got him. 
Yeah, because and, and, okay. that was kind of, that was kind of like what just happened right now. Yeah, I just kind of want them to compare notes right now because right. this is this is fantastic that we've got. I mean, I, I we've got two experience on their line that uh, didn't have necessarily bad experiences, but are talking about how there's good aliens and bad aliens. And all right, so here's the, here's the deal, guys. Reminds me of my so friend UFO Angel, Phil, by the way. Go ahead. If, if, absolutely. If Angel <laughs> or any of us want to get in contact with yeah. uh, with 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 aliens. How Lay it do on we me. make sure? I mean, it's literally like trying to get in contact with spirits. I think. How do we make sure that we get the ones that we want, and we don't get you know the ones that are a little bit mischievous? Because I don't want poor Angel to get anal probed. So no, avoid the anal probing, please. How do we how do we draw? The, and I'll let you guys both answer this question. So Nathan, why don't you go first? Here, I'll, I'll compromise on one thing before you go, Nathan. If they're going to yeah. anally probe me, just make sure I don't remember that part of the event ever. Just. Oh, they use lube. Just kidding. Block, <laughs> block that memory off, and let me remember everything else. Go ahead, Nathan. Go ahead. No, okay. So let. So if anybody's wanting to do this, and this goes for everybody that's listening, if you want to do this, you have to be in the right mindset first of all. You have to be able to devote time. It's just like having a relationship with someone. If you want something to work out, you have to put time and energy into it, and they will do right, the same right. back. Um. But you have to set up your guidelines, and meaning you have to have an expectation in mind. You have to be able to set certain parameters of what you're wanting to experience. Because, and let me tell you why. Because when you open up this door, you're opening up a door to every anything and everything. When you have that open mindset to allow these experiences to happen, so you have to be careful on what you set forth on on trying to achieve that meaning like if you want to have you know service to others where you know it's a malevolent type uh encounter then that's what you want to work towards if but you got to set your guidelines up beforehand when you start doing this and practicing it a lot of good way to do it is meditation uh you know dedicating time for yourself and in figuring out what you are and what you want, because ultimately it, it really goes on to the effect of not, for me, it's more about knowing myself. I know them through knowing myself because they're a reflection of me in a sense. So that's how I would basically start your form of communication and, and just, you know, talking. And because the number one way to communicate is through consciousness we are all conscious you know we're all conscious aware in anything with plant life ants in any insect animals it's all through consciousness so that's how you the initiate your communication but you have to set up parameters on as far as what you're wanting to expect because if you don't you're gonna open up to anything and everything and that might not always be good for the individual well, Nathan, um, I, I wanted to ask you, um, you, you know, you, you described how, how you grew up, and it sounds like that, you know, with the dyslexia, which is something that I suffer with uh, numbers, uh, like a slight numbers dyslexia, but, um, uh-huh. but it sounds like um, that the way that you came, you know, the way that you grew up, that you were kind of brought up and prepared for this, is everybody... Like, could somebody that's, say, 34 years old just all of a sudden up and decide, well, I'm going to set the right parameters in my mind, and this is what I want, and this is what I don't want? 
Yeah, no, uh, I don't know. It depends on the individual. So for me, uh, you know, I've always looked at as as life as a glass half full kind of guy. Sure. Instead of, I look for opportunities instead of, uh, you know, things that hold me back in life. I always try to see the best in things. So that kind of sets me out a little bit differently from other people. You know, some people are quick to judge and and be procrastinators and do all this kind of, you know, it, it depends on the individual and what you're seeking. It's like, you know, if you want to surround your people, you know, yourself with people that are good and do good things, you're going to have those type of good encounters. If you're going to be around the crowd that, you know, doesn't really, right. you know, they're kind of the the bad crowd, then that's what you're going to get. So, I mean, it, it really has to go in your involvement of, of kind of where you're at in your own personal mindset. Sure, that's, life, that, that, you know. that's life. Yeah, that's life. James, um, what about you? What would you say about how how do we how do we make sure that we get the right kind of aliens? Who we want to actually, talk to? we we lost uh, James there because uh, James having, is gone. He was having oh. echo issues, and uh, we no, James, if you're him. listening, you need to turn your speakers down if you call. Yeah, that. yeah, that was driving me bananas. It, was, it really was. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, and I'm so, not easily well, driven bananas. Well, I but, wanted to right. loop back around on one other thing that yeah. James said is, uh, or that you said uh, when he said hit when James is. And she said, and somebody said this. Look, somebody right. said it. We don't know, he, but somebody said, said it. Hold on, hold on. Before said, you before you say anything, before you say anything, James, how are you sounding? Wow, I don't hear James. Nothing. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is how what? James is sounding. James? <laughs> he's on. Sounding really, really quiet. Yeah. <laughs> James sounds great because we can hear nothing. And he's mm-hmm. gone. All right. Well, that, that's it is what it is. Um, he has go ahead, Danny. You, Angel. Remember, we had the uh, his Skype's really messed up due to that update, well, too. Wait, is he back? I'm calling him again, but no, hopefully the echo he, is gone. He needs to call you. Let him call the the station on the PSN uh, station. Uh, that call him, you won't hear him. We won't hear him. So you guys uh, all have a step that you've already took towards having a, a form of communication with them. You've always you already have the the mindset of the belief in them. So that that's one good thing that's going to you. And I don't know if you guys have had any physical, not physical encounters, but have seen maybe a craft or anything like that. I've seen a that couple of crafts uh, as a kid. I saw something out in California, and then I saw one here in Florida. Uh, my father was president at the one here in Florida, and uh, there uh, there was uh, a kid who was a neighbor, a friend of mine in California, who uh, was there also uh, in the one in California. But I was very, very young. I don't think they were exactly. I wouldn't jump to the gun and say, "Oh yeah, there were alien spacecrafts from uh, Neptune or wherever." Like I, w- I wouldn't go that far and, and say they were aliens for sure. It was uh, definitely some kind of uh, a weird object in the sky. Made a maneuver that I cannot describe as a, as a conventional object, uh, so it's a UFO, and I leave it at that. Uh, I also yeah. lived in California at the time, and guess what? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Roswell's not that far away. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of test flying stuff out there, so who knows what the hell I was seeing? I was a kid, I was impressed by it so much so that I ran inside the house and I pooped my pants. But it was, <laughs> but it was one of those, it was one of those moments where I, where reality kind of kicked in, and, and I was like, wait a second. 
that is not an airplane. Because I, I was a kid, but I knew what airplanes were. Actually, I was a big fan of like fighter jets and stuff as a kid. So I really knew about jets and, and planes and stuff. And I was like, that wasn't a, like an airplane. There was no airplane that could do that. And that kind of wrapped my mind into the whole subject. Wait, wait a second. Maybe it's extraterrestrial. Maybe it's something that we're working on that is so high tech. And that kind of like got me into the subject. And it got me further and further more into science. Which, hey, science is fantastic, right? Even though it's... Yeah. For the most part, a bunch of bull, sadly enough. Yeah, I, uh, you know... I'm not ready. I am not sadly ready to enough. have that I, I'm not either. No but I am so done. ready to have that experience. I Look, am not. I, I'm I already I am. self-work to do before I'm going to start trying to contact any <laughs> aliens. Here's how ready I am, and I've said it on the show before. They don't have to be like, Come on, knock on my door. <laughs> Come outside, angel, we are here for you. No, there's no need to that. You can, they can like, literally, like, they knock on my window. I, like, I'll open my window, I'll climb out the window, I'll make that effort, because I can go out the front door, but no, fuck that, I'll go out the window for them. <laughs> and they, they don't have to zap me like they did Travis Walton and, and try to suck me up into their beam ships or whatever. Hey, you know what? Rope ladder, just throw a rope ladder down from your ship, I'll climb up to you. Right. Um, I'll go I, up there and hang out with you guys, I'm that down. I think you're, uh, you, you, I, I detect like, you know, I, I don't know if you would would be ready for that. I, I know Dude, I'm, I'm ready. so I ready. It's not easy. Uh, let's put it that way. It's it's definitely you think you're ready for it, and you know when that That's what occurs, you're just in a. It's 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 traumatic. It's mm. it's you know, and it's not bad. It's not bad by any means. I mean, but it's life changing. So, Sure, life altering. So, you know what I'm saying? Put it, and, I, put and if I come way. back alive with some cool memories, hey, killer! You know, like I, I lived through something. So let's put it this way, for instance. So I've never been like really ex- that I know of as being examined by extraterrestrials, being you know probed and you know looking at my genetics and stuff like that. That I don't ever recall having these type of uh, type of encounters because. First of all, I think I would know what would be going on because that'd be quite a traumatic experience to have that kind of uh, thing happen. But it's not really traumatic if you really think about it because here's we do the same things as doctors. You know, we diagnose patients all the time and look at things. Look at Travis Walton; he was examined and stuff. But his story behind the message was is that he felt that his body was physically harmed from the zapping, so they went up there and tried to fix him right. for all they know. So, I mean, how are you supposed to really judge what they're doing as, as a bad thing? Yeah, for an individual, it depends on how they handle it. There's a lot of people that fear doctors or dentists. So, I mean, for oh, someone to be right getting... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so because they might be interested in your genetics or doing some type of testing or whatnot, it... it it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just on how that experience is handling the outcome. Yeah, it's traumatic. It's totally unconventional to what they're used to, and you're dealing with a total foreign entity that you know. So it's it's totally outside their comfort zone. So, but I don't think uh, you know for a lot of abduction people that it's necessarily a bad thing. Um, it's just. How do you handle that type of stress? You know what I mean. Every individual is a little different, and I don't well, now, handle stress on, well on. at all. I don't, I, hang on, <laughs> if if I didn't ask for the aliens to come and grab me, and I get grabbed, 
what's up with that? Well, Blame it on Trump. Absolutely. Yeah. But moving on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys have heard this story from multiple people that do these investigations on UFOs and stuff like that about government and their secret projects through USAPs and stuff like that and working uh-huh. with extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if it was the government that was behind some of this? Oh, we've yeah, had I, that I, conversation I, on here many, many a time. So exactly. are you kind of so are you kind of just alluding to that maybe a lot of these negative experiences are not it's not directly just you know a bunch of ETs being malicious but maybe malicious ETs working in conjunction with our government that Trump is now in charge of just want to throw that out there um, Trump's not in charge of anything he's just oh, a face thank oh. you oh my god thank you Jesus logic okay I don't care what any person thinks and i don't mean to offend anybody but a president don't forget is about just, his hair don't just, forget about it's not just <laughs> face it's hair yeah. too oh it, yeah. is there, is, are, is you're there, fired his hair is not even moving cool their as line, the alien right? guy's hair though by the way angel oh. i saw that picture you put up the alien dude's hair is so much more cooler <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, um, i don't know man i don't know are, i'll tell you what are, okay well who are we controlled by are we controlled by these uh, the imf the world bank the federal reserve the yes, uh, all of Illuminati. The all of the above, Danny, and, and so all, much all more, and so much more. The Rockefellers, the Rockefellers, the 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 gold. We spend hours and hours on. we are. No, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. The other guy spoke. We haven't heard from him in about an hour. What's up, other guy? No, no. I've been chiming in once in a while. I'm just saying, you know, the whole Illuminati, the whole secret government. <laughs> this is a whole nother conversation, a whole nother show we could spend hours and of hours. Of course, on. but I was asking yep. the guest, what he, you know, his opinion. I, I, I no, I'm on the same boat. We, people I don't need anybody to, uh, so you to need, explain this to me. You need to get, you need to get a mute and let him answer the question. There, go, go on mute and let him answer the question. Go ahead. People are controlled because they allow the control to happen. People are too chicken shit to stand up and and work together and yes, overcome the, the 1% of it. Preach right, but it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I agree. That's what it's about. You say we live in a free country. We don't. We allow us to be controlled. So that's how I answer that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I you say know, go live in the Middle East, and they come back to me about six months to tell me whether we're a free country or not. There's no such thing as a free country until everybody... No, there, there isn't a, anything as such as a free country, but it's freer. <laughs> it's better to live in. I hear if I steal something because I'm hungry, they ain't going to cut my fucking hands off. Oh, my goodness. That happens in the Middle East. <laughs> No, it you'll does. just have to pay. Here, price. here, I get, I get trial, and I get to be guilty or innocent until proven guilty. I get my my due date in court. Over there, sometimes you don't get court. I know it's not as bad, but it's still no. It's pretty good. damn good. It's pretty. It's, it's pretty damn good. good. It's yeah. it's pretty good. It's just no. not. It's I mean, pretty it's good. Just, you know, <laughs> it's just not. I don't understand. Look, that's this, this, this it's good. Sentence it's, is here's the thing. That's what really this, this is this the best. This is the best comparison. Come on, Crystal. Just because hold on, Crystal, Crystal, Crystal. Like, Crystal. This no, is like this is like this is no. like comparing. Hold on, but let me let me say something. This is like comparing a, a slight itchy asshole to somebody with bloody diarrhea. 
<laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's not. Okay. Flaming and... I know, that imagery was horrible. That, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's Flaming effective. Hemorrhoid just jumped out. But it's effective, oh, and it tells you exactly where we're going here. I mean, look, listen, uh, the way society is, we're actually in a very comfortable zone here in America, and no, I, I enjoy my space here in America. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you, but there's so many people who it just, it's just, no. Then get the hell out of America if you don't like it too much, then leave. No. Oh, that's a horrible attitude. Why leave? Why not no, be- make it better? I don't then make it better. It, they, they should make it better. That's I'm all for I'm that. That's what I'm saying. We can't just Here, ex- let me express yeah, something saying. really. It's quite I'm sorry. Easy Go to ahead, because Angela and I will argue about this all night, so we should stop okay. talking. We need to have a, we need to have a politics show just here and me. Uh, if if woo-woo. you want change to happen, first it has to come with inside yourself in order to make it change on a bigger level. So it, it goes with everybody. Um, you know, it starts with one person and and changing, you know, the little things about themselves. And instead of being so shy and not wanting to be conversating to people, you know, I, I work in a customer service line of business. I'm in the automotive industry. So I interact with people on a daily basis. The way I'm successful in my business is I, I maintain relationships. And that's how what makes me successful and makes, you know, makes me, you know, my income for my family. And we do pretty good. So, you know, you have to put yourself out for other people being service to others not be service to self if you're always wanting to get things to benefit yourself and you're not looking how to benefit others that helps you benefit yourself then you're never going to nobody's benefiting our country has to learn from these things too and expand on a further expansiveness to invoke change in a greater scale that we all want and we hope for but it starts with the individual and that's basically how I would have to put it down. Like I told you guys before, a cause without purpose leads to results that do not make a difference. So if you don't have any yep. purpose in your in your cause and what you're doing, you're not going to see any benefit or results. And that goes two-sided. So, I mean, if you have a positive outcome, you're going to get positive things coming back to you. If you do it in a negative manner, only negative things are going to happen, but you're not going to learn anything and progress from it. So it, it really has to go down to the in- individual. And hey, like, Michael Jack- like Michael Jackson said, men in the mirror. Yeah. It starts with the I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, go ahead, Chris. You know, that's, go ahead. that's part of my or No, you're fine. Go ahead, Chris. No, I was just going to say, would you say that, it, I mean, it's just, a, it's an energy thing. And I, I think that's no, the is. easiest way for people to kind of just understand it, that it's not, I mean, it doesn't have to be this super deep thing. It's simply just an energy thing. And when you think of it that way, that you're going to get back to you what you put out, it makes a lot of this negativity very, very silly. Think very, about very it. Silly. We, f- yep. we, feed off, we feed off energy. We feed off good vibes from people. That's how we get re-energized um you know if we're getting the negative from people it drains you right if you're in a negative environment at work it physically drains you and and makes you not feel good so doing good things to other people that helps make you feel good and and initially it makes the other person feel good and then that hopefully passes on tenfold down the road um you know and it that's kind of one thing with my experiences it's it's helped me grow my greater understanding of of my purpose and why i'm here you know I, so when i contemplated 
about my parents not being my parents, you know, yes, I know that they're my parents and everything like that, but I know my extraterrestrials that I have encounter with, they're my family too as well. Yeah, it may sound weird, but that's, that's how I feel about them. And that's just basically the relationship that I feel when I'm around them. I feel like they're vested in me. They, they feel like compassion and, and they're willing to help me. You know, it's, it's a personal growth. But, you know, and I don't know if maybe you remembered, Crystal, when we first talked, I talked about self-manifestation. Well, everybody has the ability to manifest things in their life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that goes into the simplest thing of, you know, wanting a car, you know, your dream car, whatever it is. Everybody has this ability to manifest something in their life if they put that time and energy to doing so anybody can create whatever they want to it's how they put their energy and direct it into manifesting it but you have to work towards whatever you're that's, trying to create that's a very simple and a very complex um thing there and i i kind of get what you're saying nathan but i i, I kind of come from that school of thought i've done a lot of studying to it so i don't want people to think that if you just sit around and meditate for 20 minutes that you're going to get a new car then a new car is going to magically appear in your front yard that's no, you not necessarily <laughs> right that's not necessarily how it works but it does go along to the lines of that we don't realize the power that we have over our own lives we think that we're we're we, we're we very much think that we're victims of things that we're victims of circumstances or chance or our situation or this that and the there's other and no and such thing there's Everything not I, for a reason it does and you know and i know that there's a lot of conditioning to break out of and bad habits and this that and the other and i think that's the scariest part for people is if they understand that you know where their lives are are their fault that also means that you can fix it. And that's really yeah. hard. Self-work is the hardest thing. And, oh, I, and that's kind of, you know, people don't realize that, you know, religion is for people who are afraid of hell. Spirituality is for people who have already been there. And that's really <laughs> true. <laughs> so I what like I would have statement. to elaborate on that further is uh, basically, um, you know, when you, so involved in contact if you want to get involved into having these experiences and stuff your biggest hurdle in life is self-doubt everybody experiences self-doubt they don't feel that they're worthy enough to do your that. own mind yeah like five and, minutes and, think, and then think about it think about life in general the some of the easiest things like being happy good towards other those are the hardest things for people to accomplish in life the easiest things are the most difficult to achieve Right. <laughs> what What about, for example, um, when we're you know laying down to go to sleep and we get that jarring feeling, that jump. Now I've heard that related to if you're able to get past that jumping or jarring state, then you're able to leave your body, whether it be uh, astral projection or uh, or out of body experience, whatever you know, whatever term you want to put on it. But isn't that something that you would want to be able to overcome first before you would want to walk into a situation where you would be contacting other beings? Does um, that make any sense? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you do. I mean, because if that's what you're trying to focus on before you go to sleep, you want to be in the right mindset when you're allowing that, that openness and that sense of, uh, you know, freedom that you have in there of letting your body loose to be able to explore more well, um, don't, yeah, you don't the two go hand in hand though i mean not you, maybe 
I mean, not not uh, saying that you want to have an out of body experience, but I'm talking about the meant to be able to get your mind uh, set to where you're able to control things like that. That that fear where you feel like you're falling falling. Uh, if isn't that something that maybe that could be a tool or a goal or maybe something that you could work towards in order to put you in a better light to make contact? I would um, recommend meditation before you try yeah. astral projecting. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I, I, take astral <laughs> projecting. Well, not, not only that, I mean, okay. not only that, you're talking, no, you're you're talking about it. You have to <laughs> practice. You have to. Yeah. You, know, Look, you have take, to free your mind from all the, the worries because even with meditation itself it's it's difficult even if you're wanting oh, and you can to be ask- you can be there for hours trying to meditate and nothing yeah. happens i mean they're, look there are monks that spend hours and hours and hours and these monks uh, have nothing happen so i mean it's not like it just automatically happens you can astral project and uh, you know what i think danny's describing is uh, more like sleep paralysis um you know th- mm-hmm. that type of that type of uh Moment between the you know the paralysis and the actual sleep where you 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 can leave the body, um, and some people think they can leave the body. How much of that is hallucination? I I don't know. I well, did, funny well, you, story about a body. Well, you, ahead, yeah, when well, you, you do, but here's, here's story, it, I had a hilarious on. one too. Here's the thing: when, when you're talking about sleep, and, you know, and you're talking about these kind of issues, you know, you got to remember serotonin is released into the brain. We have literally hallucinations. That's what a dream is. Uh, so you got to kind of you know put a grain of, th- of salt on. Well, okay, but actually, my idea. point wasn't to actually. I, I have no interest in going out of body or remote uh, uh, astral projection. Right, but you're talking uh, about uh, that moment where you can actually do the actual process. Right, you can take it and flip it over to exactly what our guest uh, said uh, uh, about meditation. I mean, that's not something easily done. I've sat there for for five, six hours at a time and tried. I mean, that is something. That requires a lot of work, a lot of dedication, Correct. and a well, right mindset. Yes, and and it's really important to remember too. I mean, what what are your goals for meditation? Sure. And and also understanding that you don't have to be sitting in the lotus position with your you know like going um. There are so many different ways to meditate. You could you meditate for thirty seconds, right? But it's no right or wrong I mean, way. How there's to do. no, there's really not. There's there's really not. But go ahead. Nate, I had a really funny, almost maybe out of body experience, but I think Nathan had one too. So I'm gonna let Nathan talk first because he's the guest. Oh, I mean, I. I've had some out-of-body experiences, but my mom, though, she was, uh, ever since she was a child, even to this day, she can leave her body at any time she wants to, and funny story behind that is, uh, you know, she told her mom uh, about her being able to just travel wherever she wanted to, whenever she wanted to, and her mom would say, like, stop saying that, and you shouldn't say that out loud. People are going to think you're crazy, so she actually had to go to a uh, specialist to get reviewed um, mm-hmm. for this, but no, this has been a normal occurrence for her, and she's always been able to do it. I believe her on that because I've had, uh, you know, out of body experiences, uh, usually more in my lucid state and dreaming, but uh, where I can actually go outside my body and look around and do whatever I want to do and come back. But uh, you know, for my mom, that's that's a real deal thing for her. And, uh, you know, maybe I've been given these sensitivities and this stuff from my mom. I, I, that's where I, my feeling is from it. But it wasn't really a funny story. I just thought I'd share that. Well, that's, that's another thing that you could... That's pretty interesting. It is. And that's another thing that you could you, you could relate this to is hypnosis. Uh, I was 
uh, you know, I saw several doctors, they wanted to put me under hypnosis to try to relieve uh, uh, the anxiety. I, I have extreme anxiety from way back when I was a child, from age eight. And, um, you know, it's always stuck with me. Uh, and I was never able to be put under hypnosis, um, you know, and that's another thing where you've got to quiet your mind. You've got to set intentions and things like that. So It's I'm difficult. Not, I mean, you just have to find a way that works for you, Danny. Exactly. You know? that's, I, that's, that's, really, that's really how it goes. Well, I, I, I'm actually, I feel like as far as my issues, I'm... All right. Okay. Dan that, was, that was deep, Danny. <laughs> Those are some issues right there, Danny. Ooh. That was so oh boy, what happened to Danny? Next I was gonna give him some advice. Real quick, talk it's about. the funniest thing ever. He didn't want to talk about the issues, and so he just didn't feel like it. Good for him. That's, that's how you go. I had, I had a dream that I was flying, and I, those dreams are the best. I know a lot of us have had dreams that they were flying. Oh, yeah. It was the best. And in this dream, I don't even remember where I was. I just started going upwards, up, 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 really fast, and it scared me. And I'm not a person who likes nightmares, so when I'm having a nightmare or something happens in a dream that scares me, I'll immediately wake myself up. So I woke myself up. And then I was really annoyed that I had woken myself up because I was like, oh my God, stop being a wimp. Like, you were flying, you were going up. Like, what's up there? There could have been something cool. Just go. So I went back to sleep. And so I'm trying to have this dream again. <laughs> and I distinctly remember feeling like that I'm leaving my body mm -hmm. and I'm looking down at myself in bed. And instead of flying, I hit the fucking ceiling, and I can't get out of my room. So I can't repeat it, and I wake up again. I, had I, was, a girlfriend. I was so annoyed. That's a beautiful I, dream, by the oh, way. That's stupid, a hell of a dream. Stupid ceilings <laughs> in the way, man. Something I used to have a recurring. I used to have a recurring dream when I was a kid, which were, it, it literally was a nightmare. It really was. Uh, it would always take place outside of this little school that I used to be taking care of as a kid. And uh, it would happen. It, what would happen was I would be standing outside with the kids, just you know, like you know, joking around or whatever. And then this big giant meat monster would come after me and try to kill me. And it would just start chasing me around the yard, and it would just try to eat me. And I kept running around and trying to like, get away from this giant monster made out of meat. And <laughs> as oh, as wow. I'm as I'm trying to beat this thing off of me, and like, it would not die, it just kept coming after me, coming after me. And that would you wake up. Beating and, and your meat. Shut up! I knew you were going to go there. And then I wake up, and all of a sudden I'm in, in a pool of sweat. And and you know there was no monster, thank God, in the room. It was just it was just me, but I was all sweaty. But I kept having that dream over and over. It was crazy. I'm not even that's kidding. That's what a true you get story. For being near me. Mm -mm. That's Chris so wrong. Waiting. He was ready. He's so been wrong. waiting all show to be. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Show. Show. Yeah. He's literally been waiting all show I'm to do sorry. something. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he really called it, Chris, because that's our, that's how Chris you. operates. Nathan, do you have a blog or a website or anywhere where you talk about your experiences? You know, I don't. This is actually my second time ever really sharing my experiences. I'm in the process of... And we uh, do thank you for doing that, by the way. Oh, thank absolutely. You. Probably his last after this experience. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> no, you guys are great. You guys are great. Um, no, I'm actually in the process of... Uh, doing a book uh, about contact and the different types of experiences that people have because I feel that it's a book needed for people that are trying to um, 
understand the the physical presence of extraterrestrials and and a lot of people that are going through this transition because it's it's difficult for a lot of people like i was saying some people can handle it differently uh, than i do some have positive experiences others take it in a negative aspect and i want it that book to be released for people that way they have kind of an outlet to um be able to kind of understand more about what's going on because it's it's really not easy for anybody to quite grasp even the ones that are just going through it or have been going through it for a long time it depends on on where you're at in your mindset like i was saying it, you know how you feel about things and you got to use those feelings and intuitions towards your experiences and and understanding those so that's what i'm working on right now and i would i hope to release that here fairly soon but it's it's taking a lot of time because it's not your typical book that kind of just tells you about the Roswell and it's really understanding the types of contact and what kind of types there are and and how to achieve certain things if you're wanting contact. So it's it's going to be a pretty big book to to do, but I want to devote enough time to where it really helps the individual. That's the whole point of me doing this is to, uh, you know, let people know that, you know, my experiences haven't been bad experiences they haven't been life-threatening or harmful in any way they've been but they haven't been and, perfect either though well what's perfect you know what i mean i for me i've had nothing but good encounters they've been difficult at times where it's been stressful because when you have these encounters who do you go talk to about it who can relate to you you don't mm -hmm. have people that are going to be able to be understanding my mother, I'm very fortunate to have that. My dad, I've talked to him. He's had some experiences too. But, I mean, who are you going to go out to? Are you going to tell your best friend about it? He's probably going to just laugh at you and think you're funny. No one really has that outlet to come by and talk to anybody about that. That's why I'm doing it. I would encourage people, if they're having these experiences, to come out. You know, since I've been doing this, I've had people ridicule me and stuff like that. You know what? That's fine. People are always going to judge you, but mm. if you know what what's true, and I know everything that's happened to me has been completely true, and I would never stir away from my truth because then that doesn't mean I'm being true to who I am. So I'm never going to lie to my family, to my son, my wife, or anybody. So I want to be truthful. That's why I'm coming out. I've held this in for 36 years. It's important for me to share this with others because... If I don't do it, then who's going to get the truth behind it? And, um, you know, just go out there, share it, you know. Who cares what people are going to think? There's going to people be people that support you. There's going to be people that are going to criticize you for it. But ultimately, stay true to who you are, and, and that's the most important thing behind it. Who cares you know, what everybody else one place I disagree with you in there, uh, in, in the entire uh, spiel there, is uh, the internet, where you're at right now. People mm -hmm. here care about the subject. Look, sure. this is a very popular subject. That's why you have dozens and dozens, hell, hundreds of shows dedicated to this phenomenon. Um, oh. So there is there is that outlet, and you know I encourage more people that have experiences like yours, Nathan, and and like James over here, and like Chris, who have had you know his has had had his experience. Sure. You know I encourage you folks to come out more onto these outlets because the mainstream media is still looking at it as as a joke. But sure. you know here, while we kid and laugh and we you know 
we, we we're kind of a funny bunch. You know, we do take it seriously, and we do understand mm-hmm. that this is something that is being experienced by people. People are having these, whether it's negative or positive. Luckily for you guys, you're having a, a positive experience with with these beings or whatever it is that is happening to you guys. But I've also heard the uh, the, the flip side of this, where people mm-hmm. are having negative experiences, where people are having you know, just nightmare right. scenarios happen to them. Uh, so you got to kind of keep it in those two in that perspective, and it makes perfect sense to me because here on Earth we got what great human beings and horrible human beings so i'm pretty sure there's going to be the same kind of thing with the aliens and the space brothers sure. it's going to be some great ones and some nasty jerks who are going to be just the worst kind of you know folks out there but at the end of the day i still i would like to have that experience i would like to be able to, to uh, meet an alien and see what that whole thing is about now hopefully and i hope one day we all have that ability that we're you know we get the veil lifted off and we're like in star trek we're you know we're in a universe with all these beings out there and you know we're all interacting with each other because that is that is disclosure to get to that second that that motion disclosure so i mean i hope we get to that point if it happens during my lifetime fantastic i look forward to it if it doesn't well hopefully we are able to reincarnate and i do come back and i get to see it in the future well i thought you didn't believe in reincarnation (laughs) i don't but you know that's one time that i was like hey you know what yeah maybe reincarnation kind of cool well uh, you know one thing uh angel is what i I really know i've told you uh that i would teach you how to do this stuff all you got to do is contact me i'll devote some time to tell you well we'll talk off air for sure nathan and uh, yeah absolutely anybody anybody is welcome to contact me and if you want to do it i'll help you so well you got to devote your own time into it though Definitely. We had we had an invitation. Who was that guest that you had, Angel? Um, Harry. Um, Harry was, Drew. Harry Drew. Yeah, he yep. invited both Chris and I to come out to uh, to Vegas, and he said, "I'll take you to a spot where you see plasma uh, light." Yeah, but see, my problem is. My problem is when you guys come back, you won't say nothing because you know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, so uh, you don't say um, shit. You know that's that, that's messed up. Yeah, but um, bump, I set you up. That's, that's but, a good one there, a good one. Hey, yeah, you like that, huh, Chris? You like yeah, that? You were on it. You were. I was trying hard for that one, trying hard. Uh, guys, we're almost, uh, actually, we're, we're completely out of time. Uh, this has been Skywatchers Radio, and uh, I know we uh, we have Dr. J next, so if I keep going over his uh, time, he's going to get kind of upset, and luckily for us, uh, he's you know, pre-recorded, so it doesn't doesn't really matter. It's not like he's live. Auto DJ fixes that, huh? Yeah, completely. It's all good. But guys, stick around for uh, Doctor J. We'll be back uh, next week with a great guest, Charles Lemure. 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 I was close. Charles Lemure. He's going to be on with us. He's awesome. He's going to be on with us next week. Fantastic guest. I mean, this guy is a phenomenal guest. But uh, also, our guest tonight, Nathan, was a phenomenal guest. Nathan, thank you for being with us tonight and and uh, finally getting you know you on, you on here for a full yeah. hour was a lot of fun. And uh, you know, opportunity. And hopefully, we can have you back on in the near future again. And uh, you know, we'll have a little bit more conversation with you and get more in depth uh, into your into your whole life story. Because my goodness, man, you definitely have a couple books in you. Yeah, definitely. Please write it out. Spread the message. We need it. Yeah, start writing, bro. 
Like I said, look, I encourage folks like you who have had experiences to come forward and give your two cents in, into this whole thing. Because at the end of the day, whether it's hallucinations, whether it's reality, whether it's really abductions, whether it's ghosts, aliens, demons, whatever it is, something's happening to these people. And I want to get to the bottom of what it is that is actually happening here, folks. And I know a lot of you out there are like me. You just want to get to the bottom of this stuff. So uh, join us every week here on Skywatchers Radio as we try to get to the bottom of this stuff. But until then, keep looking up. Maybe you'll see some for crying out loud. And remember, powers within inside yourself. That, that was I was not going to say that, but I'm going to incorporate that in from now on. <laughs> oh, and thanks, James, Tell for joining us. Joining us again, um, and we would yes, like James. to have you back on too. There you go, guys. Keep looking up to the skies. This is Sky Watchers Radio. Till next time. Peace, everybody. And those are the roots of trouble. Our day. I hear the love of the storm.